Hi, this is Melissa Pitati, and you're listening to Embodying Change. It's been a while since we had our last episode, and I wanted to come back to you by interviewing my dear friend, Joy Collin, uh, who I actually met over 20 years ago. We were studying together um, conflict management, and since then we've kept in touch. And I've been so inspired by how Joy has applied her passion to her work and started something called Giving Joy. Yes, her name is Joy, and she started something called Giving Joy. And I thought I'd love to share her story because it relates quite nicely to a project that I'm working on with ICFA and the CHS Alliance, which is called Funding Well. So it gives you a bit of a teaser of some of the things that we've been noticing in our research that I've been doing with Rachel Jacko on uh, looking at good practices outside the humanitarian sector and inside the humanitarian sector on how funders can fund well. So I wish you all the best as you listen to my friend Joy Collin and enjoy. Hello, hello. I'd like to welcome to the podcast my dear friend, Joy Collin. Welcome, Joy. Hi, Melissa. Thank you for inviting me. I'm so excited. It's so exciting to see you. We saw each other recently for a big milestone that you had in your life. And yesterday was Giving Tuesday. Yes. Um, Some of our listeners might not know what that is, but on 28 November, um, it's a big deal uh, for those who are in philanthropy. And I was reading my emails from you, and I saw an email entitled The Power of Radical Generosity on Giving Tuesday. And I said, Joy, come on the podcast. I would love to reconnect with you. I would love for my listeners to know what you do. Um, And you and I, we go way back. We met each other over 20 years ago. Yes, we have. Yes. For the listeners, I know all of Melissa's (laughs) secrets. Okay. So (laughs) let's keep your, let's keep that (laughs) to Joy's self. Um, But uh, we studied conflict management together. And uh, in the core humanitarian standard, we talk a lot about crisis affected people. You have gone from a kind of conflict management perspective to the development world and now you're kind of in the entrepreneurial space so you've got a lot of feet in a lot of places but I wanted to start just by asking do you mind to introduce yourself for those who might not have heard of you before? Sure of course Melissa well first of all thank you so much for inviting me it's always a pleasure to see you um yeah I um have done a lot of different things. Um, As Melissa said, we studied conflict management together for our master's degrees, and that's how we know each other. Uh, Before that, um, I actually worked um, for the former president of Israel, Shimon Peres, at the Center for Peace. Mm. Um, That was my first job out of um, college, and it was Mm. really, that, that was why I went into conflict management, because I wanted to manage my conflict, the Israeli-Palestinian conflict, mm-hmm. lo and behold, <laughs> yes. still going on today. Um, so from there, I kind of pivoted and I decided to take the skills that that I that I learned from conflict management and international relations in general to, to international development. And I've been working for the past 20 years um, with international large INGOs, mostly in international public health. 
And so it's it's not so much, you know, the crisis humanitarian space that you're familiar with. It's kind of the after the the development space, um, mm -hmm. more projects that are five years longer, uh, mm -hmm. working a lot on developing um, health systems, mm -hmm. um, strengthening health systems, especially what I was doing, um, organizational capacity building for uh, local nonprofit uh, NGOs, um, for ministries of health, leadership management and governance strengthening. Mm -hmm. So also what I still do is uh, a lot of project design. Mm -hmm. So looking at how to um, develop innovative thinking um, mm -hmm. to solve very complicated uh, problems in health systems. Um, so these the projects that I usually mm -hmm. work on and I've managed. So I've designed projects. I was also project director, regional director. Um, so I did implementation as well and technical work, which most people don't do all of them. I'm kind of a as my friend said, I'm a Swiss army knife. <laughs> I, I can do multiple things. I'm not a corkscrew. Um, so um, so the projects that I work on are multi-million dollar projects mm -hmm. and they're very large and they have a lot of layers to them. And I was feeling for a long time that uh, that I didn't, I did not feel the impact that I personally was having mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. on the people. And I knew it was making a difference. I knew, you know, that the health indicators were going up, but I didn't feel that. Mm -hmm. And so for a long time, I wanted to, to do something on my own and kind of that entrepreneurship that you mentioned mm -hmm. um, and, and do something, especially for women, since I mm -hmm. grew up um, with a very strong, um, mother figure mm -hmm. and but at the same time I had horrible horrible bosses and mm -hmm. really horrible role models both women and men and and so I wanted to do something for women mm -hmm. I wanted to do something that I felt could have an impact on an individual mm -hmm. level and I was contemplating I didn't want to just start another NGO because there's so many out there like mm -hmm. what what could I do that could actually add value so mm -hmm. I started um, asking a lot of different women, a lot of different sectors, a lot of different countries, kind mm -hmm. of what would they need? And across the board, what I heard is we just need sometimes a boost. We need just someone to open the door for us. Mm -hmm. We need someone to believe in us. We need sometimes just a little bit of capital to start mm -hmm. running things. And I'm like, okay, I think I can do this. Again, I'm not Melinda Gates or anything like that. I'm just a regular person. So I decided to start my own organization called Giving Joy. And I'm Joy. Uh, <laughs> so uh, so what we do is basically we provide one-time micro grants of $500 to women entrepreneurs around the world. And that really gives that boost of confidence, that um, ign ignition of capital mm -hmm. to them. Um, again, I decided to do grants and not microfinance because microfinance, there are pros and cons to each, but mm -hmm. I, I thought that the, the grants would be easier to manage. Mm -hmm. And also these are, these are very small in one time. So I started it five years ago. It went through mm -hmm. a number of iterations. I started as a for-profit and then pivoted to a nonprofit because I realized that it, it really is, is, is a nonprofit. Mm. Um, and and um, that's what I've been doing. And so to date, we've given, we've awarded 62 grants mm -hmm. in 16 countries. Mm -hmm. And I think what what I what I we also did that is different from mm -hmm. other donors is we don't 
have, we don't have priorities. So we mm. don't dictate geography. Mm. So we don't have priority geographies like some donors have. Mm. We don't have priority technical areas or field or anything. Mm. So basically I wanted the ideas mm. and mm. the innovation and creativity to come from mm. the applicants, from mm. the women themselves, because women, they know what they need. We don't need to tell them mm -hmm. what they need. And mm -hmm. as being someone who was on the other side as an mm -hmm. implementer, mm -hmm. I, I have a lot of affinity for those who implement versus donors, you know, mm -hmm. as being a donor and an implement, mm -hmm. and I see both sides, which actually has been very instrumental for me mm -hmm. um, to understand um, you know, again, the other side, like reporting mm -hmm. requirements or, mm -hmm. or what, you know, cause a lot of times donors mm -hmm. ask us as implementers to do a lot of things and they mm -hmm. don't, they don't realize how, how hard it is yeah. actually, you know, do a work plan in two days, create a budget, you know, pivot, uh, you know, change mm -hmm. your whole, um, project, you know, you, it, that's very difficult. So, um, Anyway, and these are also very small grants of $500. Now, basically, I am I started self-funding this. And also, it's basically friends and families. Mm -hmm. And now it's starting to some small businesses, women-owned businesses are also sponsoring it. So the my goal is to actually expand kind of the, the fundraising. So mm -hmm. it goes kind of beyond me. Mm -hmm. um, and hopefully we will able to to provide um, larger grants of a thousand dollars potentially to to more women. Um, also, there's I'm trying in the works to create uh, because we now have 62 winners um, to create a network of the oh, nice. past winners. And mm. because actually they've been asking me to do that. Um, wow. so yeah. And so part of it too, and sorry, I'm kind of going back and forth, but, um, Part of it too is is one of the things that I feel that I am do feel that impact is that um, every winner we have, I actually talk with them. Mm -hmm. We we go through, we have a grant agreement. We mm -hmm. we um, they're on my WhatsApp. So part of it too is not just like the money; it's also mm -hmm. mentorship. Mm -hmm. um, because I have so much experience in grant writing, mm -hmm. um, sometimes I've helped. Um, some of the winners um, with other grants mm. or advisement on mm. how on some things and how to expand. Um, so mm. I, I really feel and, and a lot of them, because it's so it's it's a small amount of money for a number of them. It's their first grant ever. Oh, wow. And these are organizations mm -hmm. and that are, some of them are very nascent, some of them are mm -hmm. very small, and some of them are very grassroots. And that's really what I wanted, yes. is, is to get to those that really don't have access to kind of funding elsewhere. And because our application is pretty simple, it's an online thing, um, they can do it. I've also seen in the past year, mm -hmm. because of AI, the use of AI, like, um, Google Translate, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I've received applications from a lot of non-English speaking countries mm -hmm. and they, they, um, you know, they'll send their application in, you know, in Dari, in, um, well, French, Spanish, Russian, mm -hmm. Arabic. Mm -hmm. um, and that's fine because I can use Google Translate. But the fact that they're, again, through social media, because mm -hmm. I don't advertise anything, oh. through social media and through other other things like TikTok, um, mm -hmm. these very nascent mm -hmm. grassroots organizations 
are coming to me. And every we have two rounds a year of grants mm -hmm. and we get approximately 4,000 applications. Ooh. Ooh. <gasps> yeah. Oh my gosh. And this oh is God. for $500. Whoa. I'm thinking, of, as you say that, I'm thinking of some of the donors in the humanitarian sector who they have a very limited capacity to review re applications and to administer grants and these things. Uh, you're handling 4,000 applications a year. Is that right? Correct. No, um, 8,000 a year. 8,000 a year. Yeah, because we I, have two two rounds a year. Okay, so two times 4,000, 8,000 a year. And I'm assuming you have a slim team, if you have a team at all. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the team is me, myself, and I. <laughs> and... Um, I, I do have, I do have a few volunteers have been mm -hmm. helping me, um, mm -hmm. as well as a couple of interns. Mm -hmm. Um, the, the application, the form is quite short. Mm -hmm. It's not, it's not reams and reams of, it, it's about, I think, 10 questions. Mm -hmm. Um, so it doesn't take, um, I mean, 80% on the face of it are disqualified because they didn't fill out all the questions or, mm -hmm. uh, you know, something like that. So it's about that 20% that you have mm -hmm. to kind of get to that mm -hmm. you actually read and, and look at. Yes. And, and for us, the, again, other, as someone who also writes grants for, it's not a, it's not a 20, 30, 50 page application that you have to go through and kind of, mm -hmm. you know, it, it, it doesn't take more than let's say 15, 20 minutes to read. Mm -hmm. Um, and we also have evaluation criteria. So mm -hmm. again, I made it easier for mm -hmm. all sides, nice. uh, to, to do that. But I, I was, I am, sh I am always shocked by the magnitude of applications we receive, Amazing. um, without doing any advertising or, or anything. It's just completely organic. Um, so one thing just, um, you may ask that if you don't. <laughs> you anyway um so the way that we uh um that we about like what is most important for us when mm -hmm. we're actually evaluating a, a donation mm -hmm. uh, um um an application mm -hmm. is um is our theory of change which is ah, we, yay i'm so glad you brought that up because <laughs> i was going to ask you about that but i yes. didn't tell i didn't tell you i was going to ask you about that but Sometimes. then as you're talking, I was like, whoa, we should talk about that. Yes, please tell us yeah. about the theory of change. So a theory, my, our theory of change is pretty simple. It's called the multiplier effect. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And basically that um, is how much impact can we generate from that grant. Mm -hmm. So the grant, it doesn't, does, doesn't just impact one woman. Mm -hmm. Um it it need it needs to demonstrate how it will impact others mm -hmm. that that woman, um, her family mm -hmm. and the communities at large, mm. and so we actually were able to demonstrate that. So if you can demonstrate that in your application, you have a higher percentage of winning. Mm. And so, for example, a, a lot a lot of it um, it could be um, if you're training or building the capacity of others, mm -hmm. um, you know, in business skills, in in something that that could um, 
you know, for income generation. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It could be um, different com like communication avenues. For example, we've um, funded podcasts, radio shows, mm. and now we're doing a, a mobile movie. Mm. Um, so raising aw awareness, um, mm -hmm. to women's issues as well is, is something that, that we would do. Um, so those are different ways where one grant has impact on multiple people. And actually in our annual report that is coming out next week, mm -hmm. we were able to d demonstrate, we actually calculated mm. that we awarded 13 grants this year mm -hmm. that had direct uh, 680 direct beneficiaries wow. and of that it cascaded to over six around 60,000 indirect mm. beneficiaries mm. wow that's amazing so one grant of five hundred dollars mm -hmm. um has basically like a five-fold impact wow and I think that that is that is really what we wanted to do with giving mm -hmm. joy and our tagline is micro grants macro impact global reach and i mm -hmm. think that really shows it that with a little you can do a lot mm -hmm. it just depends on you know the creativity and innovation that you have um for for your ideas and i'm always amazed by yeah. the ideas that i get from 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 the women who apply yes this is amazing as you're talking through your approach, um, I am thinking about the Funding Well project that um, I'm working on with ICFA and the CHS Alliance. And we studied funding approaches outside the humanitarian sector, um, including social justice, women's rights, uh, human rights, climate change, et cetera, to see where we could find examples of Funding Well. And a couple of the things that we found are echoed by what you're saying. So for example, starting with self-inquiry. So having a bit of self-awareness about how you operate and how the people that you're supporting experience that. And you have that awareness because you were on the other side of an implementing partner perspective. You've had to write grants, you've had to do reporting. And so it sounds like you've tried to adapt that the process so it's easy for you, but it's also easy for those who are um, accessing. We also talk about deferring to people with lived experience. So it sounds like you're really not uh, presupposing what should be done. You're you're really open to the ideas coming forward. Um, and then we we have seen a lot of examples about shifting the theory of change. So resourcing organizations or resourcing these change agents, not so much it's not so much about a discrete deliverable it's about this multiplier impact and and i and i and i remember you talking earlier about how you come from a background of organizational capacity strengthening and kind of longer term so how would you how would you frame that then if what you're doing is very forward thinking it's very open and responsive what happens after the 500 dollars is expended. You you said you were helping the women to write grants for other organizations, or how do you connect the 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 intervention you're doing here to kind of your longer term approach that you've had in other settings? So that is something that I've been thinking about more as mm -hmm. now that we have kind of a 
a cadre of, of people who, who've received the award and how, how we actually are able to create a community Mm-hmm. of of women who you know who do actually have a lot in common even though they come from very different backgrounds and how actually they can help each other um so I, I you know so I don't have the means to start um you know um funding projects or whatnot and that's not what I want either yeah, I want right. to you know as you said this whole the whole idea was to to get away from the traditional donor mm-hmm. funding structures mm-hmm. um I don't even have a strategic plan you know and that's like maybe radical that you don't have a strategic <laughs> plan you know but um but it's it's well just a side note and I'll get back it's because mm-hmm. I've helped so many organizations create their strategic plans and I see them just sitting on the shelf yes. and I didn't want to waste my time doing right. doing that so so I'm thinking it is it is very hard to see okay what what happens after the, the I give the grant how do I how do we continue the support right mm-hmm. it, it's hard to document first of mm-hmm. all <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, the impact which mm-hmm. um fortunately I was able to do because um, that's part of the reporting requirements. Mm-hmm. And also we've done some surveys of the, mm. of, of the grantees. So that's how we got a lot of, um, a lot of input. Um, but, but I do think that afterward, it is kind of, again, creating mm-hmm. um, a, a network mm-hmm. of, of these people that they know that they have resources and can, and, and, and have someone that they could potentially talk to mm-hmm. and um, not, not just me, maybe others and, and advise and get advisement and so on. I was thinking, and again, this is something I don't have the capacity now, but this is mm-hmm. something I did want. I do want eventually to turn, uh, you know, maybe the website can be also a, a resource, mm-hmm. um, a hub um, for, you know, um, maybe identifying other opportunities for women, um, some some tools, some techniques and stuff like that, that, that they could go. So it's not just for the grants, but they could also um, get other things. Um, on that note, um, I am doing, um, I have and I am doing with actually a uh, um, an African American um, mm-hmm. organization in the U.S. Uh, that fo- that well that focuses on on African American women businesses. Mm-hmm. What we've been doing is actually we've been doing some workshops and training on federal grants. Oh, wow. And so it's another way of me using mm-hmm. my background mm-hmm. to help other women. And mm-hmm. so we did one one training last year and. Um, from actually the payment so they paid for that training but very very low and from that actually we generated five hundred dollars for a grant nice um and that we passed on to now another organization of women so i think that's a great example of women my skills coming Mm -hmm. into play to help other women who then in Mm -hmm. turn are helping Mm -hmm. other women through the grant i love that so much um when i was looking at the funding well research in in line with what you're talking about, you've got it all. So the step one was starting with self-inquiry. How are we playing in this space? Number two is deferring to people with lived experience. Number three was resourcing the the approach, not the necessarily the, the specific intervention. But the fourth one was forging alliance with peers. And it sounds to me if people are coming for you, they want to get joy from giving joy that they stay, they come for you, but they stay for the peers 
because essentially there's all of this untapped power and wisdom and capacity among these groups, these ideas, the inspiration, the contacts, um, you're bringing your skill set, they've got skill sets, and then to create a space for everyone to help each other sounds like it's very much in alignment with what you're looking for for force multiplier. Yes, exactly. I, I, I'm not there yet. I, I think in, in that sense of kind of creating again, that network or that mm -hmm. hub or something, I'm not there yet, but I think that, that, that is in the future. I just have to see how we're able to do that. And I'm very open to ideas, mm -hmm. um, both from you and your mm -hmm. community, um, mm -hmm. to see how we get, cause I'm very much against reinventing the wheel. Yes. Um, if, if there is a way that we could tap mm -hmm. into existing mechanisms, yes. um, I think that would be great. I mean, I, I have, you know, in, in a few years, we'll get to a hundred, um, awardees. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, that's, that's, that's quite a lot. Cause a lot of them are not mm -hmm. just individual women. Some mm -hmm. of them are, but a lot of them are organizations as well that are women led organizations. So that's, that's, you know, that starts to be quite substantial. And then the question is, okay, what do we do with, with all this brain power? How, yeah. how are we able to, um, um, to not manipulate it, but to mobilize it yes. in, in a way. And I, I don't have the answer right now. I'm still, yeah. I'm kind of thinking, I don't know. Um, yeah. There has, there should be something. So I'm really open to ideas. Mm -hmm. um, this whole journey of giving joy has been, I've been open to ideas the whole time, <laughs> um, pivoted many times, mm -hmm. rebranded, um, you know, just, I'm, I'm also realizing, I don't know if that's in your list too of, uh, mm -hmm. of, of things, but I, I think that's really important for donors that they really have to, to pivot and be mm -hmm. open. Yes. Um, things really, you know, COVID changed everything. Oh, yeah. Um, so, so I, I, I really had to add to change things and, and mm -hmm. I'm trying not to be rigid. And, and th there are certain things that I'm, you know, absolutely firm about. One mm -hmm. is people have to apply through the website. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's not because I get a lot of emails like, oh, I want to partner with you or unsolicited, mm -hmm. you know, funding mm -hmm. or whatever. Mm -hmm. And also just the fiduciary, um, um, like being accountable for the money. Yes. So that those are two things that I'm very adamant about. All the mm -hmm. rest is negotiable mm -hmm. um, that I'm willing. But um, again, going back to the idea about this network or something, I, I do think there's, a, there's just, I learn also so much from the mm -hmm. grantees yes. and, you know, they, they tell me, Oh, thank you so much. You know, you're an in inspiration and all that. And I'm like, I'm not the inspiration. You are the inspiration. Mm -hmm. And they're the ones that actually help me continue on my journey because mm -hmm. it's not been easy. It's, yeah. you know, I'm a very small organization. Mm -hmm. Um, fundraising is very difficult yes. um there's so much competition mm. and there's so much need in so many places yes. um it's it's not been easy but every time i do give a grant and i talk with them and i and i see what it actually does i i can't i mean i know it's helping and 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 that's what keeps me going doing this you know and again it's $500 but mm -hmm. it does make a difference it does it does. Um, one of the, I'm very interested in burnout. Um, and one of the risk factors for burnout is when you don't see the results 
of your work. And a lot of us you know, in the humanitarian sector and the development sector and other sectors that are purpose-led, um, sometimes they're working on systems change and that takes a long time and it's not so tangible sometimes. It's really hard when you come home at the end of the day to know that you made a difference, uh, you had a, a, a meaningful contribution and I, you alluded to that at the beginning of the discussion we had today. So I imagine that it's a lot of work, but it's 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 a work that's aligned to your values and there's meaning and there's impact. So that can really care, help carry you forward when you might be juggling a lot. Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, that I think that's one of the reasons I started this because as I said, I did not feel the impact that I had on these very large projects. I felt like I was just like a little... Um, screw in a very large machine, right? Mm -hmm. And what is it? What are we doing? Where, where, you know, where, where am I helping? And here again, because it's so one on one, mm -hmm. um, and maybe that's why it's hard to to maybe scale it up. Mm -hmm. um, but maybe it shouldn't be scaled up. You know, not everything needs to be bigger is better. You know, uh, but because it's again this one on one interaction and and and. I do see the the difference. I do see the imp I feel the impact, and that is my number one motivator. Nice. Is there an example of a transformation that you'd like to share? Of well, you've already shown the transformation for yourself, um, but any any of the ladies that you've worked with, would you like to give an example for for those listening? Um. I think a lot, I mean, I've, I've really, maybe it's about me more again, but I've really been inspired by um, when the Taliban took over in 2021 in Afghanistan, um, we actually partnered with, um, with an Afghan women's um, association and provided 15 grants to women entrepreneurs in, in Afghanistan. And one of them, what is, a, is um, produces honey. Mm -hmm. And, and because of the, the grants that we gave her, she was actually able to buy more hives and more food for the bees in production. And she was actually able to continue her business mm. because of that, um, because um, the Taliban was restricting so many things. So, so because of our grant, she was able to survive actually, and especially through the winter, Mm. Um, and continue her beehives and produce honey and then able to sell it and support her family and, and her larger extended family. So, so I feel that that was great. And she's an amazing person. And she just has so much motivation and so much vigor, um, which is, which is incredible. I mean, just recently, um, um, Another example. Can I give two more? Things? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. So, so another example. These are just things that I personally felt. Um, mm -hmm. Another example was this woman from Pakistan mm -hmm. um, who actually was a real estate agent and she felt that she wanted to, to, to give more. Mm -hmm. uh, so she... Um, she decided to um, collaborate with a, a food security organization in Pakistan. Mm -hmm. And she organized um, 10 women who were farmers mm 
um, who had who had dairy cows, and um, she created this dairy col uh, collaborative. And through the grant, actually, they were able to get training uh, for value add products, so yogurt and cheese and butter, so that they could actually earn more money from those products mm -hmm. and not just from the milk that's spoiled. And and so, so I was like, this is this is great, such a simple idea. Mm -hmm. But now they're able to actually make. Um, um, higher value products get get them to market and actually make a better living mm. so and this is a woman who was a real estate agent who <laughs> just wanted you know yeah and then just recently actually last month or a few no a few weeks ago sorry um we uh we we gave a grant um to an organization in Haiti which is a grassroots organization that was established by 11 people that live in that community mm -hmm. and um uh, we get the money is going actually to fix their flour mill, their community flour mill, um, so that and it, with with the women's collaborative, so that the women can actually produce flour now. And so that was initially actually what they're asked for, but I didn't think that was enough because mm -hmm. I feel like that okay, fine, you you fix the mill and then what, you know. Mm -hmm. So what we asked them and they added is actually they're doing business training for the for the women's collab that they have. Yeah. Um um on their business and then how to take the you know that that mill and the flour and all the products um forward uh, so they're going to learn about marketing and and so on and so forth so um i'm hopeful again this we this just happened i'm hopeful that actually that would really uh create an impact and maybe like even kind of um this community now can be kind of a hub for additional things oh that's brilliant and i could see you having a zoom call with the ladies in Pakistan, Afghanistan, Haiti, <laughs> and and talking about how's it going with these with the beehive? How's it going with the the value added milk? How's it going with the flour mill? Um, and sharing ideas on getting these products and services out there, um, and swapping encouragement and stories. I think, and then also contacts for future support. That could be really exciting. Wow. Well it, done, Joy. It is. Uh, one more example. So th this is, a, again, an example of how like Google Translate comes in. So <laughs> there is an organization, it was a community radio station in Kurdistan mm -hmm. and and she did not speak English. So mm -hmm. I could not really talk to her. It was more through like WhatsApp texts. Um, but it was it was fine and and they actually they made four programs and 10 radio spots um about women's rights about educa mm -hmm. women's education um in in Kurdistan over a period of a month and a half mm -hmm. and so that was that was great you know and again we that $500 sponsored those spots mm. they brought experts and stuff like that so again that's a different type of uh impact again you know it's not it's not directly about income generation but it is i feel very important to raise awareness mm. and um so so um that's why we 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 granted the award to them as well and and like now also there's a organization in Argentina which we're supporting which was the first time we're doing something in Latin and South America and in Spanish and they're doing a podcast about um um maternal health mm. and and the um 
raising awareness um, in teenagers about maternal health. And so also, again, this is not something that is income generating, but I think it has a very large impact on the health and well-being of women. Absolutely. Wow, this is really exciting. Uh, you, you know, I've talked about it with you before. I'm very interested in creating space for peer support. So for women like the ones you're serving to come together, for people like you, Joy, who want to talk to other funders, um, not only to exchange strategies, but also, for example, uh, if you have a, a grantee who's got a great idea and you think another funder would like to pick it up, to, to have this kind of exchange. Um, here at where I work in Geneva, I want to support uh, women who are in the humanitarian space, who are in leadership roles and who are in funding roles to be able to create small groups. I call them peer advisory boards. It gives support, but also accountability. And if it works well where I live, maybe it can be spread to other locations and other contexts like the one that you're doing, because I'd like to experiment with small groups, but also, as you're saying, go to, how would you go to scale? With going to scale, there are techniques, but it gets complicated when people have different language, different languages, different time zones, etc. cetera. Um, but there are, it is possible. It just takes some time and planning and as you say, capacity. So Joy, well, if, if, go yeah. ahead. Go ahead. Sorry, Melissa. I would love, I, I love your idea about kind of that, you know, that leadership. I do feel like, again, women helping women is mm -hmm. really the key mm -hmm. um, to, to this. And as Madeline Albright said, you know, there's a special hell for, um, for women who don't help other women. And I believe that. And, um, and so I, I love your idea and, and I would love to hear how it goes because I would like to be part of this. I think I, you know, myself and others who mm -hmm. potentially are not in the humanitarian space, mm -hmm. but are doing other things, you know, mm -hmm. kind of out there, um, you know, that we, we have a lot of um, ideas and enthusiasm and stuff. And maybe, maybe it could be interesting to, um, to kind of have a mix of people from different disciplines too, and kind of learn from each other. Um, that could be something that you, you could think about, um, mm -hmm. and enhance it was first, I mean, start with your circle and then see mm -hmm. how you go, but I would be very interested. I feel, I feel I, I always learn from others. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and I think also, again, you know, this is, this is a journey and the journey sometimes is very hard. And if you have a support group or if you have someone that kind of you can identify with um, to talk to and, and vet things. I think that's very important. And, and I feel the more I talk with people that I do get more ideas, the better it gets. I, uh, and uh, so, so I'm excited for you, Melissa, and <laughs> for you. your idea. And I'm uh, completely on board. And I think, um, I think it would, I think it's very needed. Thank you. I, I'm trying to, I believe in this idea of resonance, so I, I, I'm really seeking out people like yourself who have the similar values. And when I saw your email for giving joy about talking about radical generosity, that spirit is required in these kind of peer support groups because you can't come into this just expecting to take everyone's ideas yeah. and run yeah. away. You, you have to come into a space like that 
wanting to seek help, but also to give advice. And, and actually a lot of people, uh, I'm in a mastermind myself, um, you get almost more pleasure when you know one of your peers has said, that's a great idea. I implemented it and it's really helped me. Um, so this idea of giving joy um, is going to be really important for the future of this peer support work. It's really attracting people who have a spirit of generosity in a context that we know is very competitive, of scarce resources, of stress, overwhelm. So to be able to regularly show up, um, share, receive, it requires some effort, but I think it can have a force multiplier effect. <laughs> it can. No, it's true. It's true. And you can, I didn't trademark that. You could use it. No, no problem. Uh, but, but it, I, I, I see it. It's true. And I, again, you know, I, I am more than, than happy to, you know, to, to provide ideas and information and receive. And I think mm -hmm. that's really the only way you grow. Yeah. Um, it's not just taking, it's mm -hmm. also giving. Yes. And, and, and that if you, if you aren't in that mindset, you mm -hmm. won't be able to grow mm -hmm. um, and succeed in, in my mind. So yes. So I'm happy to be radical with you. Thank you. And with others. Um, I think that's, <laughs> I think that's really what is needed. I, mm -hmm. I, I feel like um, that's really what I have been my entire life, kind of looking at things differently, thinking of things differently um, and trying to do things a little bit differently. Um, it doesn't always succeed. And um, sometimes the ideas are not good, but you know, at least you tried, mm -hmm. you know, um, so, so yeah, so I'm, I'm all in. Awesome. So, uh, I want to ask you one question and then a little favor. Sure. Uh, my, my question is how can people who've heard what you've had to say, who want to get to know giving joy in your work, who maybe want to support your work, how can they find you or what should they do? So they can go to givingjoygrants.org. Mm -hmm. um, that's our website, givingjoygrants.org. Mm. Um, if you Google giving joy, it'll probably come up, but it may be Google giving joy grants that for sure it'll come up. Um, uh, everything is on our website. Um, of course, we appreciate any support you can provide. Um, we're always looking for volunteers too. If you, if people want to uh, actually um, review grant applications, mm -hmm. that's something that we, which is a very interesting volunteer opportunity. <laughs> um, um, but mostly, I mean, um, we're all, always looking to expand our, you know, our, our exposure in the world, mm -hmm. both for people to apply. So, mm -hmm. you know, if people know, know people that they think that this grant would be a good fit for them, share with them, um, people to support us so that we mm -hmm. can continue our work. Mm -hmm. Um, those also even businesses, um, and uh, any kind of collaborations we've, we were, we love to collaborate with other organizations. For example, I told you the Afghan women's organization we collaborated with, um, we did it again. Um, we actually, um, there's something called the Bibi Khadija award for women entrepreneurs, mm -hmm. um, through the Afghan women's, um, um, uh, um, chamber of commerce and industry. Mm -hmm. Um, so we've, we've supported them now for three years. 
um, and and providing you know a, a special award for women who, despite everything that's going on in Afghanistan, are able to to thrive and and um, and expand their businesses. Um, so that was a collaboration we're very proud of. Okay. Any yes. other collaborations with other organizations? We're more than happy businesses as well. We've done business sponsorships. For example, a business can actually sponsor a Giving Joy Award. Wow. Um, so those are all options of how to support us. Brilliant. Uh, you and can then, sign up to our newsletter. Sorry. Also that's on our a good website. One. You can sign up to our newsletter and you can like nice. us on uh, social media. Mm -hmm. um, it's Giving Joy Grants. Giving Joy Grants. Brilliant. And my last request was, can we give a shout out to our lady friends uh, from SICE, where we studied oh. together 20 years ago? Yes. <laughs> yes, of course. Well, so I I'd love to give a shout out to Camilla, to Lauren, to Ellen, to Amy, to Salama. Yeah. Yes. Did I forget one? No. No, okay. no, that's that's everybody. Yes, those are our dear friends that we love so much. We love them so much. And basically, we created a little family. Uh, we've been in touch for over 20 years. Um, we've been there for each other for many things. And even though we all live in different places, we're still very close to each other in our hearts. Mm. And um, thank you so much for also celebrating my milestone birthday with me. Yeah, that was, that was really amazing. Special. That was so special joy. And I, I mean, this is giving joy in, in practice, embodying change during COVID. You brought us together um, for regular Zoom calls and that really helped um, get through a very tough time. So you, I, I can see it in your future convening more women like that because you've done it um, so many times in your life. But I want to thank you, Joy, for showing up on the podcast, for doing what you do, for being who you are. And I can't wait to come back to see how things are going maybe march 2024 for international women's day i am more than happy to come back <laughs> melissa anytime anywhere for you <laughs> and um best of luck also in in all your endeavors that are going on uh -huh. um and uh yeah and yeah let's keep thinking together about how to to do good together brilliant thank you bye You've been listening to Melissa Pitotti, that's me, in conversation with Joy Collin of Giving Joy. I hope you enjoyed that conversation as much as I did. In the meantime, I want you to take care and be compassionate with yourself. See you later.